Hey guys, GBC podcast number 29. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. I feel like we're, we're never going to get to 100 at the rate we're going. No, once a month. We'll, we'll be there in four years. Well, it's going to be like this during the summer. It's going to be really hit or miss, and then as soon as school starts back, we will be hot on it. So maybe by January, or excuse me, the end of um, December, we'll... December, oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying we'll hit that 100. I haven't done the math. You're, you're better at math than I am, but I'm like, if we can... Yeah, I just really want to hit that 100. We'll get mark. to 100 eventually. Yeah, but this summer I think it'll be shaky between you know people in and out, and yes. uh, I've got a lot of army stuff that I'm finishing up over the summer, so got to get some, some. And I think I think some friends liked our food conversation last time, Shane. Mm-hmm. I know I did, and then of course I spent 40 bucks on the Gordon Ramsay book. <laughs> and then we spent 40 minutes this morning before we even pressed record talking about food again. Yeah, Shane's telling <laughs> me that I need to live a little and start. Eating some more fun food. Yeah, it's no fun to be a foodie and not eat food. Yeah, like rice cakes and turkey. Yeah, that's nasty. No, you should have seen his sometimes. He was like, it's like you... you Why? Yeah. Like you only live once. (laughs) Right? Why? I've been doing CrossFit for way too long. It's too long. You need to get that out of your head. All right. So, I've been thinking, Shane, just, you know, in life, in my little sphere of influence, which Mm -hmm. is not very big, but yours yours is big because you're kind of on a stage. Not that much. But, you know, everything that we are supposed to do is supposed to glorify God. And that goes... To consume us? You know, to to take up headspace and heart space? Absolutely. You know, whether it's, you know, uh, like you said, what we wear, what we watch, um, how we live, what we do. Absolutely. I mean, if there's things that's, you know, if it's not really... If it's not bringing glory to God, you know, if it's not building us up, um, then, um, then... you know, if you go to a Jesus standard, then it's tearing you down. It's messing you up. Well, it's it's like such a big responsibility when you think about it that way. Like, do people when I'm when I'm coaching CrossFit or or if I'm having a conversation with a friend, are they seeing Jesus? And I I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. Mm. And I I it's just been something that's been in my mind. So like, yeah, you you may not watch bad television. Sure. You may listen to this podcast and this podcast only. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but I, I'm not really sure if, like, day to day, in every circumstance, we are always thinking that we should be glorifying God. Yeah. Um, I know, we talked about this earlier. I know that it's His responsibility to bring about the fruits of the Spirit, but it's mine to go to Him. And so the only thing that I could think of to make myself kind of feel better about it, besides grace, which you talked about, and you'll talk about it again, was that if I could just keep going to Him. Like, I can't mm. stop you know, my quiet time. I can't stop reading the Bible because otherwise I have failed at my responsibility and then the fruit will never grow. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and to, to, to hold up for just one second to, to bring some clarity around the word glorify. Because I feel like I feel like that word can, one, be taken out of context and, two, just really intimidate people. It is intimidating. You know, the, the whole idea of, of glory. So glory can mean a couple different things depending on you know where your where your example with Jesus's prayer. It's right after you know the the Last Supper, the washing of the disciples' feet. So you know then you got John fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, which are kind of last instructions, if you will. Uh, a lot of great stuff um, in in those passages. And then at the end of it, and it says you know, and after he said all this, Jesus prayed. And it's Jesus' prayer, and it's so powerful. And it's prayer not just for those disciples in those moments, um, but specifically even for us. And, it, and Jesus says that. This is not just for them, but those who will believe in me because of their message. So, you know, if you, wanna, if you want to know what Jesus has prayed for you, read John chapter 17. It's eye-opening. But the word glory and glorify occurs again and again. I don't know how many times 
But if it was 20 times, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, wow. So, so talking about. So to glory, uh, bring God glory or glorify um, is the revealing of the character and the nature person of God. That's what that's what glorify is. So, you know, am I glorifying God with this? Am I revealing the nature of Christ? Am I revealing the character of Christ? Am I revealing who he is through my life? That's glory. That's glorify. So, you know, anyways, different things. I love um, talking about words though. So, but 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 the idea is does this glorify God? Does this reveal the nature of God? Does this, does this reveal, reveal the, the person of Jesus? Does this reveal his character? Does my life glorify God? Am I, am I revealing the character of Christ in this? Am I revealing the nature of God through this? Because if Christ is in me, then his nature ought to be coming out. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, let's talk an, about another G word. Yep. Grace. <laughs> grace, okay. Um, how, just how, how much grace God have for us? Oh, it's, it's infinite. Um, you know, so long as we continue to come to him, like his grace is, his grace is unfathomable. Like we can't even wrap our minds around that. I don't think, um, uh, it's, it's this incredible gift, you know, and and the gospel of John alone is full of grace language. Um, and Jesus explains his grace and talks about his grace through parables and through, um, you, you know, through miracles and, and, and talks about grace all the time. But yeah, his, his grace, it's amazing, I think, because the longer we're around Jesus, um, we get used to it. And um, I think there's even a tendency among believers, and this is a little bit of what I'm talking about on Sunday, but there's a, there's a tendency among those who belong to him, believers, Christians, to feel like they're deserving and um, that somehow because I've been following Jesus for a little while or I've been getting this right or I've got my act cleaned up now I deserve certain things like you're a shoo-in yeah and with with uh, grace you never deserve it you can never ever deserve it. no matter how good you are you can't deserve it and you know I think we cognitively know that but uh, it's uh, a hard concept for sure hard, yeah especially to practice yeah well, and speaking of practicing, and it's so funny because we didn't plan this. That we should have titled this podcast the Three Gs. Because now I'm going to ask you about growth. I mean, it's just to, you know happened like yeah. this. So I think if you're always growing, mm-hmm. then probably the more grace you get, because it, I mean, you're, we're going to make mistakes. Listen, y'all. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And you, you the more grace you get, the more that you need. Um, and and. <laughs> For a lot of people, I think it's become the norm to grow in understanding and not grow in practice, to grow in knowledge, but not grow in practice, to grow in wisdom. Um, so we know a whole lot. We listen to a thousand sermons, and we read Christian books, and we listen to Christian podcasts, and you know we listen to Christian <laughs> music, and, and we grow in our understanding of, 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 of God and His nature and His character and what we're called to. But do we put it in practice? Like, do we practice it? Do we, you know, Jesus says it this way um, at the end of, of Matthew chapter 7. Um, the one who listens to my words and puts them into practice mm-hmm. is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then he talks about the storms and the streams and the water and all that happened. But, but none of that could destroy the house. It couldn't take it down because the foundation was, was on a rock. We can get caught up in the symbolism and miss the whole point. It's the one who puts it into practice. Yeah. Don't just hear what I just said. Jesus says, do it. And if you do it, you're wise. Oh, but by the way, if you don't, then you're a fool. You're a foolish person. And it's not going to mean anything. It's not going to matter for your life whatsoever. So, so yeah. So, when it, when it comes to, to grow, 
I think in understanding, and Jesus backs me up on this, it's growing in practice. Well, I think adding those two words changes the perspective entirely Mm -hmm. um growing in practice because you know when you go to football practice you may have a really bad practice Mm -hmm. it was just an off day Mm -hmm. whatever um but then you get to come back the next day and try again and maybe you catch all the passes or you you know whatever um and then you just kind of know like you know i I messed up you know but i um i think that's the key but you know shane i've been trying to figure out like how I'm going to use the other G word, glorify, you know, how I can glorify God in some of these um, situations that I get caught up in um, unknowingly, like with my kids. Sometimes I, I, I mean, I'm only 38, and I, this is the first time I've been a parent, you know, so I, sometimes I just get shocked. I'm like, oh, we're here. Okay, I got to say something. I got to do something. Um, and, you know, I can listen to all the podcasts, and I can never watch TV, and I can read, you know, mm-hmm. Christian books, but, um, you know, I can shelter my own mind because mm-hmm. I feel like I need that, mm-hmm. but they're going to see stuff. Absolutely. And they're going to say stuff. Absolutely. You know, my kids have said really bad words here in this last year <laughs> that they've picked up from their friends, and I'm I'm shocked by it. Literally yeah. silence. Yeah. I'm like, what do I say? What do I say? What yeah. do I say? Um, and so it's it's hard because I don't know in those circumstances just how much like I'm glorifying God, but I think I need to just keep it at the forefront of my mind that um, that that's a, a good teaching point for them. Absolutely. It's a good teaching point. And I mean, worst case scenario, model Jesus. Yeah. You know? um, and, and part of what I mean by that is, I mean that's that's what he's he's using real world real life totally. examples. You know, like, now granted, they're two thousand years ago, so it's different, but it's the same at the at the same time. Um, it's just kind of different details, but and he uses them as teaching moments. But the grace never goes away, the mercy never goes away. Um, you know, he still extends that, and as long as they're willing to stand back up, he's he's willing to to to, to bring them forward. Um, it's just a matter of, of standing back up sometimes. But I think using those teaching moments and saying, yeah, that's that's not appropriate, here's why. Um, and being able to connect that and to teach kingdom principles. Um, teach what it looks like to belong to God um, and what it doesn't. And, and I think be able to talk about those and explain those things. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's important. I think it's necessary. Um, and, you know, in that regard, I think we're careful not to shelter yeah, our kids, um, and and because it, it doesn't work, you know, sheltering doesn't work, and and oh by the representing and and acting on behalf of the ministry, the service, synonymous with service, serving, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, um, reconciliation what of our lives with God, so so we have this high calling that we cannot fulfill and be a part of if we are not in the world. the The world is who He came for, and He wants He wants. He wants people to know that um, the, he wants people to know his love for them, and we're the ones who are representing that. Well, and being a youth pastor for so long, like n- nobody better knows about you know kids mm. being sheltered than you do. Yeah, I it, would say it messes them up and it makes them weird. And if you're sheltering your kids and you're listening, you're messing <laughs> your kids weird. up. And you don't think they're weird, but everybody else knows that they're weird. They're not going to tell you that, but I'll tell you that because um, it's not we're not sitting face to face and doing this in person. But yeah, you shelter your kids, you, you make them, you turn them into weirdos. Yeah, don't be weird. And then I was just thinking about you know building strange relationships. Is not strange. Sorry. Str- 
call them strangers in the world, not strange yeah, in the world. Don't be strange. Um, but it's I think it's also like about connecting with people and and building relationships um, wherever you are. Because going back to the whole like sphere of influence, um, if you're building those relationships that so, like somehow, some way, in some conversation, mm-hmm. you are showing them Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, this is something that Courtney and I talked about before we started uh, recording, but. There are people in your life that God has given you influence with and favor with, and you're the one. You're like, you That's are it. You're it. You are the glimpse of the kingdom of God that they are going to get to see. You are, you are the Christ. You are the hands and feet of Jesus that they are going to come in contact with. God working through you to, to, to glorify himself, right? Um, to display his character and his nature and who he's like through your life. And you're it. And so I, we've got an incredible responsibility as followers of Jesus to display that, to live that out. And that's something that God wants to do in us. Um, sometimes I think we overcomplicate it, or we just don't we don't step into it because we're afraid of what someone might think or feel or whatever. But you know, I say all the time. I stole this from Andy Stanley um, years and years ago. But um, we have no idea what hangs in the balance of our willingness to be faithful. Um, something like that that Andy said. Um, we use it, use it, use it, and I use it in different ways. But but at, at the end of the day, that's the concept. Like we have no idea how God is going to use an invitation, but we don't. We won't invite. I think it's um, really an interesting concept that you might be the only way that somebody sees Mm -hmm. Jesus. um, It's a little scary. It's Mm -hmm. a little daunting, the task. Um, But it's also really cool that you have that opportunity. And so if we could just go forth every day and think about that, I think it might put us on a different path. For sure. We have the unspeakable privilege of being instruments in the hands of God. It, that's, it's, it's, um, it's daunting, um, but at the same time, I think it's just awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. God, you'd use me. God, you would use us. And I, so many times, I think we have no idea how until well, after the fact. Like little old me in this little old classroom, you know, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. You yeah. know, you're like, I'm, I, I am just going to school. I'm just a student. Who could I possibly influence? But um, thinking that that God always has a plan and that He's put you exactly where you need to be, I think that's a really interesting thing to think about. The whole world knows who Billy Graham is, mm-hmm. right? The whole world, yeah. even though he's been dead for a while, though yeah. he's got a, a legacy that uh, you could pretty much go to any country, anywhere in the world, and they will know the name Billy Graham, even if they don't know a lot of details. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Mother Teresa, the same way. Yeah, but. Um, Billy Graham, just to make a point, but nobody knows who Mordecai Ham is. Yes, you've said that before. You know, yeah. the world does not know Mordecai Ham. Um, now, if you've heard me talk about it, you know who Mordecai Ham well, is, I, if you remember. But, yeah. um, but Mordecai Ham is the man who led Billy Graham to Christ. Yeah. And Mordecai Ham was ordained over on Cemetery sense. Road. Um, and you know, right here in Bowling Green in Warren County, you can drive out there, you know, today and look at the look at the little marker about a guy that nobody even knows, but he was the man who was preaching a revival that Billy Graham went to that gave his life to Christ. Isn't that amazing? And then how many people from there did Billy Graham touch and bring to Jesus because of one dude that nobody even knows who he is. Absolutely. And I I wish we knew the answer to this. Um, and maybe maybe Billy Graham has talked about it because obviously Mordecai Ham died long before, but did Mordecai Ham ever even know? And what did, what exactly did he say? Like, how, like do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How was he so influential? I mean, it it was a divine 
thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. relationship built in heaven, and, and it just happened at the right place at the right time. But I would be very interested to know wh- what the conversations were like between the two of them. For sure. And I, that's, um, I can't remember if I use this in this particular message, but it, it speaks to this, this concept that I've preached about before of, you know, are you okay with not being the man, not being the woman, but yes. being the man or the woman? through whom God moves through. You have like, totally you know? preached that, and it was very convicting, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, and so, are you know, can you be somebody else's instrument? Absolutely. Kind of. Absolutely, yeah. you know, you know, more uh, than I am, you know, I think, I think it would be kind of cool if he had, if he never knew, if he had no idea that he was the one um, who shared the message of Jesus, however simply or profoundly, that Billy Graham said, okay, I need to follow Jesus, um, and he became the man through whom God would work to use this other man for whatever reason um, to you know speak all over the world and change people's lives all over the world. So there's all kinds of those people, though. Yeah, so we don't have to be the man. We just have to be the man that tells the man. We got to be open to the man, right? Yeah. Um, the, the one. And let God do whatever God's going to do. Mm-hmm. And trust that he's, he's going to work in that. He's going to have a purpose in that. We may have no idea what that is or what that looks like, but ultimately... Um, it's, it's it's God's plan anyway. It's not ours. This was good, Shane. I think he was powerful. Cool. Well, three G's. Yeah, the three G's. I, I mean, I'm going to put that in the podcast for <laughs> sure whenever I post it to social. All right, guys. Well, um, it'll be a couple weeks yep. before the next one, but hopefully you're still hanging in there with us. All right. We'll talk to you then. Bye.